This is an AMI podcast. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Welcome back to the Now News Panel on AMI-tv. I'm Alex Smythe, and I'm joined by Juita Gupta and Michelle McQuig. We have one more topic to discuss today. Environment Minister Stephen Gilboa made headlines this week by saying the federal government would no longer invest in new road developments. He said that Canada can achieve its social, economic, and human development goals with the current road network. Pressed by reporters and members of the opposition later in the week, he clarified that he referenced that the federal government would no longer fund or support large road developments. The response to the comments ranged from calling the move outrageous to Gobo being referred to as a real piece of work. Now, there are several planned and proposed road developments in, in, in around the country. The future of those projects are now on uneven ground following these comments. So, Michelle McQuig, we'll start with you on this one. He did clarify, you know, his position. He 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 did follow up when he was asked by reporters, by the opposition and press, that he, he should have chosen his words maybe a bit more carefully. But there have been a lot of questions raised based on his past. He uh, was a former activist, a, a climate uh, and environmental activist. Do these comment? Did these comments hint at something maybe a bit more in terms of personal feeling, or was this truly just you know uh, he made a comments and then made a correction? I, I'm 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 reluctant to speculate on a person's intentions, uh, but I do find the issue itself really interesting. I want to note a couple of things, and that a lot of the reaction uh, against. Stephen Gilbo in general, and this particular proposal came from historic enemies. So we're seeing this from, from premiers who are generally opposed to Gilbo's agenda, who oppose the carbon price, who uh, have historically pushed back on these sorts of things. Um, so we're not necessarily seeing a lot of attacks on Stephen Gilbo from, from unexpected quarters. Uh, that said, though, these comments are it's hard to get a sense of how serious he is because we haven't actually heard a lot of backup from the government on where they can stand on these projects. Um, we are facing a housing crisis, as we all know. We all know that the infrastructure around big cities uh, cannot necessarily support the number of people that we have even now, never mind those who may come once the housing is built. Uh, we have First Nations who are increasingly concerned about the state of their ice roads in the winter, and that falls directly within federal purview. Uh, there are lots of projects, infrastructure, and you know, rail and, and bridge projects, for instance, on the go at the moment, um, and there clearly is a need for that. So it, the comments for, about the 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 current feasibility of the network kind of jumped out at me, and I'm a little surprised not to see more criticism marshaled along those lines rather than sort of historic people who don't who who have a different stance on the environment than this minister does. And Juita, what did you make of the comments, the reaction, and kind of where? This, this potential position could could lead the government? Well, I mean, we don't know too much about the policy at the moment, but it sounds like the comments made by Stephen Gilbo might have been a little more, uh, maybe not as, maybe, they, well, he concedes they weren't as well thought out as they could have been, uh, but maybe they're a little bit more extreme sounding than the actual policy, um, I mm -hmm. think. 
we will find that when the we know the details, it in in all probability uh, will be a little more nuanced than that. Um, there are, as Michelle very pointed out very astutely, um, some very complicated conversations about the road networks um, in Canada that need to be had, uh, and yet there are equally complicated conversations about the environment and climate and uh, the dependence on. Um, vehicles that also need to be had. So it is yes, an interesting topic yes. to talk about. And I think what is interesting for me in the story is in the lead up uh, to the election, again, you know, opposition looking for any and every opportunity uh, and you have to to uh, criticize uh, the track record of the government. You also have all the traditional sort of opponents of climate policy, as Michelle pointed out, only to willing, only quite willing to jump on the bandwagon here as well. Uh, so you do have Stephen Gilbo, who sounds a little bit more like an activist and less like a cabinet minister. And I think that, if anything, is the only failing that he could be accused of, which is you're not really thinking through uh, the repercussions of saying things without fully considering the ramifications. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, you're not just an activist anymore. You have you you have this past of, you know, I don't know, climbing the CN Tower and, and having other climate-related political action, but that was then and this is now. And when you're a government, when you're speaking for the government of the day, you have to maybe be a little more nuanced in your thinking. And I think that's the extent of criticism that you can actually level against him. And it'll be very interesting to see uh, if he continues to retain uh, the environment portfolio moving forward because yes, he has this track record on the environment, but he's also become something of a lightning rod, and that's something that the liberals will have oh, to deal yeah. with moving forward. Yeah, and, but and people it, who but people who back climate policy are very happy with with his performance more than than environment ministers passed under this government. So it, yeah, it is going to be a really difficult political question, and and I, it's worth noting that that portfolio did figure into this announcement too. He did say that rather than investing in road projects, the government, he'd like to see the government investing more in public transit. Mm -hmm. And that's something that, mm -hmm. as Joita raised earlier, uh, is, is another very, very critical piece of this, because the fact is that his mandate is to address climate change. And yeah. this is one way to do that. And I, I wanted to kind of have a bit of fun and pose this question, because I, I think it's, you know, it's, it's one worth worth asking and worth considering. Is it possible that we we could just not build any new roads or any roads? Like, this isn't going to happen, right? Like, we're still going to be no. developing roads and connections, right? Uh, Joita, we're, we're not stopping the development of new road networks. I, I think if you look at any election in Canada, anywhere, whether it's local municipal elections or, you know, federal elections, often a big piece of any campaign a big part of anyone's platform is, you know, getting this road built mm -hmm. or getting this yes. road expanded. You know, we'll have a quadrillion different lanes, you know. Um, and unfortunately, the way things have broken, have have come down, and you know, the, the, our sort of legacy in Canada is that it is a very heavily dependent on roads and roadways. And so uh, it's a very big part of our political life to have debates and discussions about building roads. And it is inconceivable at this stage to, to, to think about a scenario where we don't have any new roads built. With that said, I think there is a, there is a nugget of, it, it is a really bold idea. Mm -hmm. I don't, in theory, it's a really bold idea. I think in practice, it's a little bit harder to pull off because you've got parts of uh, Canada that are still very remote, you know, especially Indigenous communities where uh, you don't have those transit uh, connections. And 
you know, getting transit built is a whole other oh yeah disaster. <laughs> it can be multi years, lots of wrangling, lots of squabbling. Uh, so I don't see roadways going away, but I think it is an interesting conversation to talk about how we actually expand um, our rail network and other forms of uh, you know you can't not build roads and also not have other forms of transportation available. So if you want people to use roadways and vehicles less, so you feel that we have enough, then the real really interesting question for me to ask is and what well what what next or what is the alternative we we know that there's um there are population centers that uh, need a uh, greater public transit and access to you know quality public transit but then there's also parts of canada where you don't have as much population but they are remote and far flung um and often the only way to get to a community is is a road and it may not even be feasible to have a you know a train for example so these are complicated questions, I think. Um, but from a political standpoint, it's very hard to envision a campaign where you don't have the inevitable discussion about roads or highways. And Michelle, yeah. last word is going to go to you. Like, we're, we're having roads still, even if we want to invest in... Of course. And, and even if we want to invest in public transit, I mean, it, it takes like a fraction of the time to build a road network than it would to develop a whole new uh, transit, public transit, alternative transportation network, right? I mean, I, I don't, I can't weigh in on that because I'm not completely sure. But I, I certainly know that it, it's the government, the federal government is not the only person or the only entity that can fund road development. In response to this announcement, Doug Ford put out a tweet um, that took a bit of a shot at Gilbo, but also said, you know, he's not interested in building roads. I am, and I will do so with or without federal money. And and that's is something that the Ontario government has made a lot of investment in is, is road networks. There's several highway projects on the go. Um, some of them are kind of controversial, but never, nevertheless, they are proceeding. And yeah, it, it, the federal government is not the only one who can order road networks built. Mm. Of course, we're still going to have roads. Like provinces, yeah. as Joey just said, they're crucial parts of political campaigns. They're, I don't know to what degree private enterprise can be involved. Of course, we're not going to stop building roads. Yeah, well, and, 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 and of course, we don't even, we don't even know what this federal point. policy will look like. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's a fair point. That's a very fair point. Thank you both so much. I would love to keep talking, but we are out of time. Juwita, thank you. Have yourself a wonderful day. Thank you very much. Michelle, thank you. Have yourself a wonderful day. Same to you. Take care, everybody. Yeah, that was Juwita Gupta, who is the host of The Pulse on AMI-audio, and Michelle McQuig is the weekend news editor at the Canadian Press. Coming up after the break, we have the regional news update, and Brock Richardson stops by for Sports Chat. You're watching now with Dave Brown on AMI-tv. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Join me every couple weeks for the Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther podcast, where we learn about outdoor tech and tips. Plus, we look at news affecting the environment. AMI's Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther is available from your favorite podcast provider.